This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, back to Will and Diddy on 95.7 The Game. Running with the Chargers. That's right. That's what the 49ers are going to be doing Sunday night. We already told you about the Red and Gold pregame show. Kruger and Loneal out next to Levi Stadium starting at 11 a.m. at the Hilton Santa Clara. But we're already getting ready for this thing. Feels like it's been 100 years since there's been a 49er football game. So keep on talking about it, getting you ready for the Warrior game tonight as well against Cleveland. And welcome in the third leg of our football hour. Yeah. Brian Baldinger, you had Rich Hornberger. Here comes Sean Salisbury to chat it out as well. Hey, Sean, what's cooking today? I'm doing good, guys. Good to be on with you. Thank you. It does. I feel like the 49ers played like September 4th. Okay? Seriously, man. Sets. Yeah. Crazy. I can't wait. This ought to be a fun one. No doubt. Uh, and, and I think it, it, it's sort of a springboard to, to what the second half of this season is, is going to be. And I know what we all expect it to be. We'll see if they can actualize it. Let's focus on the quarterback position on both sides in this game. And, and in your opinion, Sean, with everything that you know about this organization and Jimmy and the state of the NFC, what's on the line for him in these next nine games? Oh, well, it's, if he's there, uh, well, you know, guys, I, I'm sitting here trying. I've gone over this a thousand times in my mind, just kind of like we did last year. But, you know, he was banged up a little bit. If he is able to go through this and with the landscape of the NFC, which is, I don't want to say weak, but because the Vikings are playing better, but we're not sure who they are. They beat like four backup quarterbacks, but they're seven on the Cowboys. I, I don't need to go through all that. They, I think the NFC is is winnable. But for Jimmy himself, He's just, well, wants to win a ring and prove that he can get over the January, February, miss an open guy throw. So people say, well, because they always say, well, he's not elite, but he's good. Because every time I hear 49er fans, not all of them, not a blanket state, but a lot of them that don't, the non, the Jimmy Naysayers is, yeah, but the, he's hit his ceiling. They get there in spite of Jimmy. Well, he's going to have to make a bunch of plays going down the stretch, as all quarterbacks do, to get them where they want to go. So it's a chance for him to prove to the world that he's a clutch performer in those moments. And he has been at times, but not in the biggest ones that people want at the biggest stage at the, busy, at the, at the right time. So I think that he's built a resume, too. 
That's he's building a resume. Whether it's here and they put pressure on, say, well, you guy went to the Super Bowl. They won the NFC West, and he played, had a good season. Are you still going to replace him? There's that conversation that we're inevitably, if they play well, going to have. And then as he continues to build a resume, if you're still going to move on from him. You're going to have people out there that are going to say, after the crappy quarterback play I saw for a lot of teams, I'll give you a number two and a number four for Jimmy next year. So all that in mind, but his number one priority is obviously to to go help his team win and get rid of some of his demons. And the 49ers are capable because their offense, obviously, we know now, when they're healthy, gets to expand with uh, the great addition of McCaffrey. And what sort of expansion do you look for from this offense with McCaffrey who can run it and he can catch it? Jeff Wilson Jr. no longer there, but Mitchell should be coming back and you get Debo back in the fold. How would you, if you had the laminated play sheet, how would you capitalize on all these weapons? I wouldn't need many on that laminated play sheet. It wouldn't be have to be Andy Reid's play sheet size because uh, uh, I do a lot of I do what they do. I'd mix with a lot of formations. I'm a big formation guy, and I've been studying a lot of. And fortunately, I'm with I, I get to study a lot of the of the all 22 tape now and get some a- access NFL. I would NFL film. I would do a lot what the 49ers used to do back in the day. At Cowboys people think when you have great weapons that you have to run 400 plays. The truth of the matter is, you got to run about 15 passes and about five runs that make it look like it's 400 plays. So what they they get to be exotic, and Kyle knows this because Kyle's done this in the past without having McCaffrey and Debo in the same uh, huddle or on the same backfield or at the line of scrimmage in an empty set, however you want to use it. The biggest problem, the the issue that's going to pose is, aside from great production, if you're a defensive coordinator, so you guys, I'll be the coordinator on offense, you guys be the defensive coordinator, you're putting in game tape now after what you saw McCaffrey do, and that was without Debo. Now you get this offense healthy. You got Kittle. Ayuk, McCaffrey, getting more depth back in the running game. Uh, Debo Samuel, a quarterback who's efficient and and pretty accurate with the football and getting your offensive line back. The key is can you dominate the line of scrimmage, obviously, but for Jimmy and these weapons, how are you, you guys going to defend me? Are you, you going to pressure Jimmy and hope that they, on man coverage, you can cover both of these guys in certain situations with linebackers or safeties because corners are usually reserved for some outside guy depending on where the formation is. I'm big on moving guys from a normal position. I like to take my Z receiver and move him over to the slot, of the uh, slot flip-flop X, stick the Z in the backfield, motion him out because then it puts pressure on the defense to find him. And then you got to double somebody, and you can't double them all. So just the simple fact of preparing for the 49ers the way you can deploy the players is the first nightmare you'll give. Because even if you run one of those exotic formations or put them both in the backfield or motion one out and shift one, you know what coordinators do that are down the line two and three weeks? They look at it and say, they ran it twice. And you're like, dude, you're going to use up an hour and a half of your practice time over two plays? And they do. It's their obsessive, compulsive, neurotic. All of us football people are. So the way you can deploy and put pressure on defensive coordinators, it's a, it's a good thing to do. I would expect Kyle to continue to expand what he does pre-snap, not just what he does post-snap. Sean Salisbury with us here with it in Dibs at 95-7 the game. I think we can all see the talent, the raw talent especially, that Justin Herbert has. Uh, but, but in your mind... Uh, going against this 49er defense is what kind of a prove-it scenario for Justin? I, I don't know if Herbert, I mean, obviously he hasn't won a Super Bowl and all that. He is a great player. 
But guys, recently they're not they're not attacking down the field much. They're doing a lot of, and I don't know if they're concerned about him. You know, he's been banged up. Obviously, it shows how tough he is. With that's not exactly the easiest injury to go out and play a hundred percent at because you're always waiting for that next hit to take place. But they're getting the ball out quick so he doesn't take hits. So I'm curious to see if the 49ers are gonna squeeze that line of scrimmage and squeeze receivers to force him to hold it longer. Now, he can run. He's extremely smart. He's big and physical and can throw it a country mile with accuracy. But if he doesn't play well, they're not going to beat you. They're not. Now, the question is, is the coach also, meaning Brandon Staley, going to be fourth and three with a six-point lead and instead of kicking a field goal to go up nine, go for it and get stunned, and then the 49ers go and win. So you've you got to overcome some of him sometimes, too, which is quite baffling to me. Listen, Herbert's a hell of a talent, and if you're, you know, D'Amico Ryan's preparing for this... You got to know that the guy can take over a game. He is he has got the ability to do what Allen and Mahomes and Lamar Jackson what those cats do. He's got it now. The question is how they deploy it. I'm actually disappointed. I thought they'd win. I had them win in the division. I'm disappointed, but this is the Charger way. This is what they do. Yep. They tease you, and then all of a sudden a guy gets hurt here, a guy gets hurt there, coach makes a stupid decision, quarterback makes a mistake, they don't run it or commit. You say, well, why aren't they committed to this? And they're not throwing it down the field. Before you know it, the Chargers are battling to try and be a wild card. So dangerous game because Herbert's so good. If you play defense and they protect the football, the 49ers will win this football game. But Herbert is a dangerous player, but the Chargers are who they are. They're going to screw it up at some point for you and give you an opportunity to capitalize on it because that's who they are. But if Herbert's hot and going good and feels it, he will keep them in the game and he can overcome any defense when he's feeling it. For D'Amico Ryans, is it just as easy as not letting Justin Herbert beat you to the extent that maybe you don't sell out as hard on the run because you know that Austin Eckler and company haven't run the ball very well this year? Yeah, I think they're, yeah, and they've been inconsistent, right, guys? If you notice that sometimes yeah. in a game they'll look like, okay, we're pretty good. And then you're like, for two weeks, like, do they, are they still playing? Is, some, is Eckler hurt? Is, right. I mean, yeah, and I, and I see a lot of them. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I, to me, it can't be Michael Jordan or, or let's go Steph Curry getting 50 on you, right? And then all of a sudden let a couple other guys get 30 and 32 on you. We're like, oh, man, this receiver caught nine balls. Eckler did explode and rushed for a buck 10. Then you'd be in trouble. But, yeah, to, to a point because uh, because Herbert will get some of his, but I don't think you need to put eight in the box. I don't. I think that they're stout enough to put, depending on formations, if it's five-man line, to put five down there or six and defend them, and, and to put pressure on to try and make disrupt a little rhythm. And the danger if you're a pressure man team the whole time and change it up a little bit is that you get one-on-one -on -one routes, which home runs can happen. To me, to be honest with you, if you don't give up the, the, the big, the chunk plays this week, the 49ers, and just catch and tackle. I, I don't think they're going to be able to sustain that throughout a game, meaning the, the Chargers. And so just limit what other teams have recently and give it up home run after home run. When they're going good, they're hitting big posts, run after the catch, meaning the Chargers. Yeah. I, 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 to me, stop Herbert, you win the game. Even if Eckler rushes for a buck five. Sean, uh, I said it last hour, and I know it's way too early to do this, but I'm looking at scenarios, and I dove into schedule in the second half in the NFC. Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Minnesota Vikings, Seahawks, 49ers, and whoever wins the Drek in the South, let's call it the box. Who on earth 
is going to crash that party. I'm putting those seven in the playoffs now and saying that's it. Let's go. Let me make sure I'm on the same one because I did it on my show this week. Let me just check it out real quick. I I got Philadelphia, Dallas, the Giants. Yep, yep. I got San Francisco and Seattle. And Seattle, yeah. I got got Minnesota. Minnesota and Tampa. Yep. That's Tampa, the seven. Yeah. So and, Tampa's going to emerge from the from the swamp in the south. Yeah, well, well, you saw Atlanta last night. Oh, they boy. showed that they're they're still Atlanta. Uh, Carolina, <laughs> Carolina's not winning the division. The New Orleans Saints are the New Orleans Saints are what is Dickie V call him? Oh, he's a Dow Joneser baby <laughs> up in there. So you got them. And I don't know. I don't know. And their and their defense isn't as during the remember the beginning of the year, guys. We thought, oh, New Orleans is a Super Bowl defense, they, and they they're not real sure if their quarterback's coming or going. They're, they they don't know what they're what they want to accomplish. Here. And you got and if Brady gets into the playoffs, guys, we know this. Oh, boy. If Tom sniffs January. It's like, oh, please tell me he won. T- uh, here we go, and they're not good enough right now. Matter of fact, of the seven teams we just named, even though their records were, they're the worst yep. of the seven. Yet nope. I always know that Brady scares me. If you're an opponent, oh, Tom's in January. All of a sudden, crap happened. And you know what really got me last week? The Rams had a chance to put it away and screwed the pooch, right? Yep. And then Brady goes down and gets another chance, and I'm thinking. Is is this the this is this the moment that they reel off seven in a row? Right? Hey, they're back and Tom's happy and they're winning. But yeah, I got those seven teams and I'm I would bet on them all the same way you are that they would all make the playoffs. But yeah, that's it. And Tampa's going to win the division by default. But just don't take them for granted because we know how they are when they get on a roll. And that guy knows what the postseason look like. Uh, number twelve does. But that's my seven teams as well. And quite frankly, I'm not backing off it. I don't see any way. That Eighth team's going to sneak in there. Green Bay, no shot. Arizona's not making it. Yeah. Uh, the, the Rams got the, the Rams blow. Um, so there you go. I mean, <laughs> yep. you know, if it was, it'd be somebody else from the South that wins the division. Yeah. yeah. Other than yep. that, I don't see anybody else making it. And whoever wins the South gets to host a playoff game. What do you think about that? A team with a losing record. Yeah. It's weak. It, it's it's weak. It, it's re- rewarding you for being bad. Okay. Half the damn league gets in, and we're going to give you a playoff game because you're not very good. I now that's not for me, man. But you know what? It, it it I guess it makes it interesting. That's not the way I like to go about my business. But hey, at least and and you know I don't, I don't know. Could a seven is a seven seed going to roll in and uh, take care of their business? But uh, the NFC, which I thought was I still feels weaker than the AFC. But I do think that one through seven creates a bit of a problem for. Uh, for the AFC as well. I think the AFC is better at the top. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Although that one through seven in the NFC, even that's got questions because as we said, oh, yeah. one, of no them's gonna, one of them is going to be the South winner. And, and, and Sean, I'm still not sure what to do with the Giants. And I, while I'm not one of them, I hear a lot of people still doing that with Seattle, not, not yeah, believing that they're real. Yeah, guys, think about this, and you make a good point. And it's another thing that I wanted to, to that I went over. Think, okay, Jalen Hurts. Let's just go over how you felt about him the season, and if you're solidified at all. Hurts has been great, but remember all the questions at the beginning of the year. They're the best team in the league. Jalen, are you sure Jalen Hurts can beat Mahomes in a in a duel? No. Are you sure he's going to beat Brady in the playoffs if Tampa gets in and wins, say, nine games? You're not sure, are you? Go listen to the quarterbacks. Uh, Philadelphia with Hurts. Are you are you, are you sold on Prescott to be a dominant Super Bowl winner? No. Nope. Yeah. Okay, J- Danny Daniel Dimes. Jones. Yeah. Nope. D- D- Danny. D- uh, he's Kirk. been great. He may be the MVP, but look at Seattle. Are, are you are you sold to Geno Smith winning an uh, uh, Super Bowl? How about Jimmy? We've seen the movie. And, and uh, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins yeah. and, and Brady, the best quarterbacks on the worst team. Okay, <laughs> when you get to when, when you were talking about 
best quarterback meeting. The guy that you would trust the most on any of the seven teams in January is who? It's Tom Brady. 40-some-odd years old and, and, a 45 lo- years and, old and a losing record. Right. Now, real quick, think about the AFC real quick, guys. Josh Allen, <laughs> Zach, Zach Wilson takes right. that. If Miami makes the playoffs, Tua's had a great year. Uh, uh, Mahomes. Mahomes. J- Herbert. J- Lamar Jackson. Burrow. If Burrow gets in. Yep. And then you, then you move down. To, and, and, right. And there's the weak, there's the weak link in that in that. Uh, conference so uh, there's been there's some really good ones at the top but think about if you were going to win a super bowl and you were and you thought man who are the quarterbacks i'm going to face this ain't a bad time to do it right now when you consider history of the position of the guys starting on the seven teams in the nfc i hadn't thought of it that way if brady doesn't make the super bowl whoever does from the nfc is going to be uh, question marks, potentially someone who's never been there Best. before. Well, none of them have ever been there based well, on right. the seven teams G- that you two are Jimmy. putting uh, in there. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, just wow. Jimmy. Jimmy. Just trying to forget yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Think about it, guys. The, guy, the, team, the team that we would consider the worst right now of the seven has the quarterback that we would consider the guy that you think is yep. going to be the best yep. pressure guy in the playoffs on the worst team. It's a weird year, fellas. It is a weird year, Gosh. so stay tuned. I like the 49ers this week, though. Uh, us, too. Uh, Sean, great stuff, as always. Thank you so much. Look at us. We're, we're, we're digging so deep, man. We look, we're ready to be capologists and uh, all that stuff. It. I, I mean, like it. Look at it. Like the, the... I'll see you guys in the draft room when the season's over. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait. Well, I've never been in a war room. I've I can't wait. I've my, my seven-round mock done, Sean. There, there we can compare mocks. Let, let, let's, I don't want any part of that. You're the king there. I'm staying away from that. <laughs> I, I talk about where they go after you can tell me where they're going before. I don't want any part of you guys' brilliant minds. No thanks. Hey, Sean. Too good for me. Sean, give a high five to Dusty Baker for us, okay? Yeah, man. Well, I'm so proud of him. I sure will, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right, you too. There goes Sean Salisbury. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. You got five teams in the NFC right now with a winning record. Five. Yeah. Their quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, and Geno Smith. That's your winning yeah. quarterback. Kirk formula. Cousins is your OG in that group. Oh He's my gosh! He or Dak, right? I do kind of like that, actually. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do like that. So yeah, um, only Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady are competing right now. I mean, I guess, I guess Aaron Rodgers is competing. I, I don't know. The three and six for crying out loud. And and uh, are they dogs again this weekend? Who do they got? Yeah, they are. They got Dallas, right? Uh, minus four and a half. I'm yeah, sure yeah, they got Dallas at Lambeau. Interesting game, by the way. Packers might win that. But anyway, uh, put that aside for a sec. Like, wow, you're either going to get a, a welcome to the Super Bowl moment <laughs> or you're getting Tom or Jimmy. Yeah. That's the NFC this year. Pretty much. I mean, is it Daniel Jones? If you were to look oh my at God. Jalen Hurts or Geno Smith... Which would be the more unlikely journey to the Super Bowl? Oh, Geno Smith. Forget the team, just the individual. Geno is the most unlikely in the entire league. I mean, I guess we could talk Zach Wilson. We could talk could he Daniel be Jones. Player of the Year and MVP, Geno Smith. Is uh, it possible to win both? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. Geno's comeback is, he's got to be the favorite or one of the favorites for comeback player of the year. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. There and was I, that one race. Remember that one year where it was Adrian Peterson for like 2,000 yards and then Peyton Manning had like 55 touchdowns or whatever. And right. it was, which one's winning comeback and which one's winning MVP? I mean, Geno Smith, compare him to those guys. You love your adjusted QBR, right? 
Gino, Much more than the regular QB rating. Geno Smith's number four. He's yeah, number four. he's been remarkable. Okay, like this is the top five in that adjusted QBR that knocks Jimmy all the way down to 22nd. Here is your, by the way, why don't we do a little game show music, if you please? I mean, I gave you number four. Can you give me the other top five adjusted QBR in the National Football League to date? Wow. Uh, huh. Well, you'd have to go with, uh, you'd have to go with Josh Allen. It's always a safe bet. Number three. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a safe bet. Number two. And the other one ahead of Geno Smith? It's got to be Jalen Hurts. Oh, oh. Number six. Jalen Hurts, number six. Number six. So you're missing number one and number five. No, oh, number one and number five. Okay. Missing, yeah, Geno is number four. I think Tua's up there. I'll say Tua. Number one. He's number one. Number one. Tua wow. Tungabailoa. And by the way, <laughs> it ain't close. It ain't close. He's five points ahead of Patrick Mahomes wow. on adjusted QBR. He is number one by far. What up, Mike McDaniel? We see you. We see you. Okay? I see you. I'll see you. Um, number five. Want to venture a guess? I'd say uh, it can't be Joe Burrow. He started so badly. How about Lamar Jackson? That's correct. Yes. Lamar, Lamar, Jackson. Number, Lamar Jackson, number the Contract five. year. Good for him. Yeah, good job. And again, Jimmy Garoppolo, number 22. Man. Uh, yeah, number 22. So, uh, yeah, it gets uh, it gets a little wonky after that. Justin Herbert, who the Niners will see this weekend, is number 11. Uh, Daniel Jones is number 12. Burrow is 13. Cousins is down at 18. I mean, that's the thing. Geno Smith and Jalen Hurts have been the two dudes in the NFC. That's it. They've been the guys who've played really good football out of that position um, for uh, for the NFC. Now you can dot around with some other guys, Daniel Jones um, and and Cousins and, and Garoppolo. By the way, Brady is just like I mean Brady. Is Brady even on the... Yeah, okay, there's Brady. Brady's at number 16. Oh, geez. So way down. Uh, so's Jimmy. So's Kyler. So's Stafford. Like, all the guys that you thought maybe you could rely on. And again, uh, Garoppolo, he's not there for the first two games. He had that game in Denver. Since then, the adjusted QBR has been much higher. But still, Justin Fields is rising fast in this whole thing. But, but I had not thought about... The way the NFC quarterback structure is working right now, unless Jimmy or Tom gets there somehow, then you're going to have what's probably going to be like the story of that two-week run up to the Super Bowl is one of these guys is going to be making his first trip. Yeah, and if you think about NFC quarterbacks, Tom Brady, obviously the most gravitas, the most experienced, he may still not make it. Matthew Stafford's got double-digit years. His team's a mess. Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famer, his team's a mess. And so normally the figures we're used to seeing, the quarterbacks we're used to seeing in these prime spots, they're not getting in there. And and also, Mark, it, it reminds you that the AFC quarterback depth chart is far, oh far and away oh better boy. this year than the NFC quarterback when, list. When you got Joe Burrow hanging out in like the, the, the five seed right. in terms of just your, your AFC quarterback rankings, and he went to the Super Bowl last year, then you know. And then, yeah, the only other NFC guy who's been to a Super Bowl who definitely will not be going this year would be... 
Hey in there, big guy. Oh. <laughs> this is brighter days. Big game for Detroit now. Yeah, Jared Goff. It is a big game this weekend. Aren't they going yeah. to Soldier Field this yeah. weekend? Yeah. Um, all right, speaking of the games coming up this weekend, how about some picks uh, coming up around the corner? We'll do that. Plus, the NBA player who got done with an experience at Chase Center and then has been on a Wine About It media tour oh. ever since. That is all coming up around the corner. And what's up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank, full service banking, no compromises, and Willard and Dibs is also sponsored by Solo. 95.7 The Game. Hey, it's Nancy DiVincenzo. Now back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark. Okay, fine. Uh, I will, but I'm just going to pass it right back because, you know, you guys are better at basketball than I am, and the Warriors play a game tonight against your plucky Cleveland Cavaliers. More than plucky now. Yeah. They're good. Cleveland's legit. Uh, they were better a couple of days ago. I would say that the Warriors are closer to being the plucky little Golden State No, Warriors. they're not plucky. They've been saggy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they'll get better though. Uh they'll get better. Where is Cleveland now? Cleveland's uh they've lost a couple in a row, right? But they're eight and three. Uh yet the Warriors are still favored tonight. Um uh, I get it. They're the Golden State Warriors. It's uh I think a two and a half point number uh for this game tonight. Uh you wonder if the Warriors can uh can build on this because they will not, like they did on Monday and like they will again on Sunday, Dibs, they will not have the refs in their back pockets. Why is that? Well, because they were playing uh, both Monday and they will on Sunday against the Sacramento Kings. Oh, the team and that course, doesn't get any calls. Sacramento Kings. I have a buddy, uh, and if you're listening, what's up, Mike? He, he, he lives up in the Sacramento area, big Kings fan. And as soon as I, I... I forget what I wrote on Twitter right when the Warriors won. Something about Steph Curry and, uh, you know, and the greatness or, or, or whatever. And, and, uh, and, and he immediately replied on Twitter... Um, this is back when Twitter still existed three days ago. Right. And, and he immediately replied, well, yeah, that and the refs. Right. And I'm like, okay, everybody who loses a game is always mad at the refs. But apparently, this is not just fans getting mad at clouds. This is actually a thing. And if you don't believe it, listen to Kevin Herter, who... Sure. Was he fouled on that last three-pointer? Sure. Absolutely he was. Did Sacramento get screwed in 2002? Sure. Okay. So are are we talking about an epidemic? Are we talking about some sort of league-wide mandate that the Sacramento Kings are not supposed to get any whistles? Because if you listen to them, that's what they're saying. Listen to Kevin Herter talking about the beginning of his Kings career. You come from a, a playoff culture. You come to a place in Sacramento that hasn't made it in 16 years. Now, we as fans are used to getting screwed by refs. But as a player, it, 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 even without those those two plays, is it palpable to you the difference in how Kings games are called versus uh, games in the past? Is that something you can feel or is it just really the big plays? It hurts me to say this, but, but yes, honestly, that is something within the first Six games have been noticeable. Um, I won't say which teammates, but a couple teammates that have been here said things are different here in SAC. We don't get many calls. You're going to realize every game things are different. And, and honestly, it is it is something I've, I've felt so far. I think there's maybe one game. I think it was the Charlotte game. I think we got a good whistle. And other than that, I think... Um, 
So that's it what it has oh. her favor a lot. Man. My bad. Wait, wait for the herder pause. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the herder pause is, man, that's the like, great a, herder pause like a Jim right Rome pause right there. Anyway, Sacktown Sports 1140. That's Carmichael Dave asking the question. Um, it, it's funny where he's like, there's one time we got a, a whistle. It was when we were playing Charlotte. There you go. Nobody cares about them either. Exactly. I mean, this is a guy who was playing for the Hawks before. So it's not like. Well, he Atlanta's was on- a big market, and Atlanta's a team yeah. that has a superstar. A superstar who, by the way, gets. Plenty of calls and Trey Young. So Sacramento has never had that that level of of earning it from the refs. You go back to 2002, as I mentioned, the NBA Western Conference Finals, where the referees basically gave that series to the Lakers on a platter. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's not uh, it's not that we haven't heard this before. Big players, big stars, big markets. I get that, but is, is is there something that's deeper? than just that because that's sports that's just and in the nba we know this is there something deeper than that for the sacramento kings so, does, does our king's audience want to weigh in on this yeah king's audience weigh in triple eight nine five seven ninety five seventy there's a certain chip on your shoulder that sacramento has always had as an nba town as a sports town you know the baseball team is triple a and sacramento is the capital of the whole damn state which, by the way, I think you mentioned this. They just recently surpassed Germany as the world's fourth biggest economy. Correct, now. correct. And, so, and within the fourth biggest economy, the second biggest Lions Club is in Linden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Which is kind of equidistant oh between God. here and Sacramento, by <laughs> the way, true. if you want to go that way. Yeah, if you want to go through, the same. through Stockton, about yeah. 70 miles from here, Sacramento's right about the same. Yeah, pick your right time and you can get there in less than two hours. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So that's where Sacramento's always kind of had a chip on its shoulder and from an NBA standpoint they have earned it being a non-playoff team i think they have the longest non-playoff streak in the league right now listen uh it's one thing for kevin herter to say it uh, a, a few hours after he got absolutely uh you know it, <laughs> he got ripped apart by clay thompson and he wanted to tie the game i understand the emotions there do you want to know the quote that rings and resonates in my head doesn't come from herter it comes from mike brown mike brown who after the game inside chase center where he was very recently employed and decorated, came to a podium and said, it is tough being a Sacramento King. So, sure, he's the head coach there, but he's also coming from a place of love for the Warriors organization. He was just a part of it. They won a championship. And and so, for him to say that publicly... He's drawing a very clear line. This is somebody who's been the head coach of the Lakers before. In Cleveland. This is somebody who's coached LeBron Mm -hmm. to go from LeBron to the Lakers to the Warriors and then clearly state to everybody, this is different. I'm... That resonates. I'm a listener. It to does that. resonate, but what's the league going to do about it? And the oh, answer no, is absolutely nothing, nothing. Nothing. 16 years, by the way, the longest drought by far. Short, uh, Charlotte at six years, the second longest playoff drought in the association. That's so wild. it's more than just, oh, Sacramento doesn't get calls. That's why they're not a playoff team. That's not a line that you can draw accurately or fairly, but I think there's something to the fact that Sacramento hasn't been a relevant part of the association in a very, very long time, and you know, not getting calls is a part of it. Okay, so they didn't get calls apparently in 2 even when they were good, and they did have stars. That team had stars. Yeah. Chris Weber was on that team, right? Page, Jay Will, whatnot. The le- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Hito Turkaloo. Well, I mean, and who's gonna who's gonna blow a whistle on Hito Turkaloo? Right, but but can I can I rebut by saying get a star? You can, but that's not fair either. Well, okay, it's not fair. Well, it's not. But life's not fair. In other how words, how is Sacramento going to get a star, Mark? You got to, you got to do better. You got to so draft one. You draft you gotta, one, right. and then what happens? They leave. Well, but that's not been no the case. No star wants to stay in Sacramento. If that's you're a star NBA player, what star NBA player has gone to a market outside of Giannis in Milwaukee, gone to a market and and put down his anchor and stayed for a team that doesn't win. The biggest name... And I'm talking about these small, small markets. Biggest name who's been a Sacramento King in the last seven years. Correct me if I'm wrong. Am I missing something? It's DeMarcus Cousins. That's the biggest name who's been there in the last six or seven years. I think so. Is that fair? Okay. And what did he do? Well, he left. Yeah, but not until after that had been exhausted in a number of ways, both emotionally and physically. So it wasn't like, get me the hell out of Sacramento. Obviously, he had a weird relationship with the team. Uh, he had a weird relationship with the media. The aforementioned uh, Carmichael Dave. Their own broadcasters. Exactly. So there, there's context there as well. But what I'm saying, I don't know of any players where the Kings have been like, man, we nailed it. We crushed it. We got the next big thing in the draft. And then we ran it all the way to the end of his contract, and he up and left. That's not been the story. So They've traded a lot of guys before it's gotten to that, with the I thinking mean, being that you can't keep these guys. They've, they've got the same problem that all of the non-big teams in the league have. That's my point. Okay, well, but... but so, you can't keep your stars, so but, it's not as easy no, as they have a star. But they haven't gotten any. I mean, Oklahoma City did this for a number of years, and they did keep their stars until, A, they decided to move on from right. James Harden, and then... Well, he was a six-man at the time. Right, and so he 
he wanted to be, and I know that was a trade, but it was a conducted trade because the Thunder wouldn't throw five more million dollars at James Harden. And then the KD situation comes about, in my opinion, because you couldn't control Russell Westbrook and figure out how to learn and help him learn that KD needed to be the center uh, of, uh, of the whole thing. But both left is the greater point. They did, but not until they stayed first. I mean, they were all there for a lengthy period of time, and they almost won a championship. Almost. Because, but, they, but they were relevant because they nailed all of their picks. Right. I, I'm, not, I'm not excusing it. I wish this dynamic didn't exist. But if you're going to be in Sacramento, that's the deal. Well, That's the Sacramento deal. has to do a better job of drafting stars, yeah. to your point. They've had enough lottery picks over the course of these 16 years where they haven't been a playoff team to, quote, get it right. And the Warriors got pretty fortunate that Minnesota didn't get it right in back-to-back selections, and they got Steph Curry because the Warriors used to be this team that didn't get the calls because they didn't have a star for many, many years. And so part of it's the nature of the NBA and it's the way that the officiating goes. The star players get the star treatment, the Jordan rules, and all the rest of it. But I think the greater point that uh, Herder was making about Sacramento is an apt one to where, you know, if Mike Brown's even coming out and saying it this no, quickly I, into his I, tenure, I, I get it's it. got to be frustrating. I get it. I think it's real. But I also was like, not like Kevin Herder came from the Lakers, he was on the Hawks. The league is not running around like, man, we really need to prop up the Hawks. We need to get yeah, them. they're further up the pecking order than the Kings are. Yes, certainly. they are. Yeah. What's up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. And Willard and Dibs is all sponsored by News Nation. Coming up next, Steiny and Goo will jump in here. Plus, did you hear what Mike Tirico said on the morning roast about Jimmy Garoppolo? You probably should. That's next on 95.7 The Game. This is Kevon Looney. Welcome back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7. Take it away, Mark. <laughs> okay. Okay, Kevon. That's a t- I, I might like that one the best. Steph has got the gravitas. But I like that Kevon's the only one that threw in the welcome. Welcome back to Willard and Div. Like, yeah. he just, he went into his whole, he got like a, a, a standalone microphone on his desk. Welcome back to Willard and Dibs. Uh, I dig it. I dig it. Great to hear from uh, Kevon Looney, who, uh, who plays basketball tonight. On uh, 95.7 The Game. Okay. Yeah. Looking forward yeah. to that. Uh, Doc Pandia put Andrew Wiggins on his list today. Andrew Wiggins plays basketball tonight. Okay. Yeah. It's always a good choice. Him. Yeah. So, uh, Stanley and Goo are going to be here shortly. We were just playing our own little during the commercial breaks version of game show music. Yeah. Um, because you said, and this is actually a wild thought. So, the Sacramento Kings, do I have this right? Their playoff drought is the longest of any team in any of the three what we call major sports. Yes. Even yes. though in the this should never happen in the NBA because it is the easiest sport in which to make the playoffs. Mathematically, I believe it is. 16 of the 30. 16. 16 to 30. The NFL is 14 of 32. And Major League Baseball, you stink. Right. <laughs> uh, no, I love you, baseball. 14 of 30, I think, in baseball. Right, right, right. It's seven now, right? Seven. Well, I also think of that in terms of structure, though. The NFL is, is the easiest for turnover because, in theory, everybody's on equal footing. You're and all, you're if, all you on equal are, if you're a bad team, you get an easier schedule the next year. Correct, correct. By and the very nature of how it works. Hard cap and, yes, and a, and a roving schedule. 
baseball, you know, you got a handful of teams. Like, you're telling me the Pittsburgh Pirates have been to the playoffs more recently than the Sacramento Kings. And I guess that would probably be when the Giants played them, right? In the wild card game. Yeah. Right? Is that the last time the Pirates went to the playoffs? That sounds about right. And is that 2012? 16. Well, they went in 16? Yeah. Who the hell's... Or no, they went in 15. 16 is when their drought started. Uh, the Tigers and Angels are eight years right now in the and that's the longest? Yeah. And the yeah. Tigers were in the Kings World Series. Kings are mad that the Mariners you. finally made it back. That's why. The Kings are very upset at the Un- Mariners. Unbelievable. And then you get the Royals and Pirates that's at, at seven years. Yeah. So anyway, you were asking me who, which NFL team had been the longest, and it took me about four guesses before I ended up getting to it. Uh, and the clue you gave me was they're probably going to break the uh, the streak this year. Yeah. Uh, and that makes it the, uh, the J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 yeah. Jets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Twenty fifteen. It was October. Pirates and Cubs in the wild card game. Arrieta against uh, Garrett Cole. Oh look, Garrett Cole before yeah. he became a grown up and an adult and he went to the Yankees. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the last time. It seems like I mean that was kind of a forgettable game because I wouldn't have thought that that was that recent Gosh, either. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm assuming the uh, the uh, the Cubs won that game, right? It's, Cubs uh, win. Yeah, Cubs win for nothing. Uh, well, that was 2016, right? They won the World Series that year. Uh, this is 2015. Check that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Say, 16, Check that. Yeah. 16. You don't need to rub our, our noses in that. That would be <laughs> the year that they did win the. Uh, you know, and they beat the Giants. Uh, on their way, and damn it, if Cueto had gotten Game 5, damn it, if Cueto had gotten Game 5, I'm never going to be over it, but that's okay. This was Royals-Mets in the World Series. Oh, that A one. largely forgettable World Series in well, my Well, that was when the Royals got there the year after the Giants, uh, and Mad Bum stole their flavor just the year before. So, anyway, the 49ers are on a zero-year drought in terms of the playoffs, and they're going back again this year, and that's because they're quarterbacked by Jimmy Garoppolo. Just ask Mike Tirico. What a brilliant move by John Lynch and Kyle to find a way to make this work. I, I know it feels like it's, <laughs> it's ancient history. It took only a month and a half ago or nine weeks ago. But when you look back now, that might be the move of the year to find a way to restructure, but also keep him in a comfortable place where this can work for you. And Jimmy has now, and back to the point you are making earlier, Jimmy's a little bit betting on himself now. And he's got a chance to go out and earn big money somewhere if he has a great season here, and they've got the pieces to do it. Okay, so there's Mike Tirico on the morning roast with Bonte and Joe, and I will forever be conflicted when this conversation comes up. Forever. This is never going to change. He called it the move of the year. Now, when it happened, I was here the next day going, this is idiocy. Yeah. Now, there's context there, though. Not idiocy, idiocy in terms of the insurance that it obviously provided, but the second they did it, I'm like, well, you probably just stunted Trey Lance's career. And guess what? They did. So you can call well, it. they didn't. Uh, the Broncos kind of did. Well, you can <laughs> call it the, the move of the year. And if the 49ers have a special season, I guess you're not wrong. But, man, is this potentially a short-term gain, long-term loss. Is it still the move of the year if... It leads to Trey Lance's three first-round draft picks of capital career never getting off the ground. Well, it is if you have a magical year this year, absolutely. Would you trade a Super Bowl this year 
for three first-round picks that you basically would have crumpled up and thrown in the garbage? Of course. Would you take a Super Bowl berth for three first-round picks that you basically flushed down the toilet? Yes, I would. Would you take an NFC Championship game loss for three picks that you basically used as toilet paper? I mean, if Trey Lance had gotten to the NFC title game this year and lost, I would have called it a great year. So we got to the point where you have to weigh it now. So if Jimmy G leads you to Philly and you lose... 11 to 10 <laughs> to the Eagles, okay? You lose 11 to 10. It's your favorite game of all time. Stop saying it. I bad. can't help it. Love it. Jalen Hurts. Jimmy G takes another safety. You lose 11 to 10. And, well, you know, Trey Lance doesn't end up being much of anything, but you brought back Jimmy, and Trey Lance comes in next year, and you don't know what you have. Is it worth it? You're up 10 to 9. You're in victory formation on their own one-yard line. They snap it over Jimmy. Jimmy forgets to take the knee and just runs out the back of the end zone in celebration. (laughs) The Eagles start to celebrate. The clock hits zero. The Eagles have won 11 to 10. He's so eager to give his towel to a young Niner fan out of the back of the end zone. He saw Aaron Andrews and wanted to tell her that it feels great baby and instead he loses two points now i guess i get your point here's maybe the hole in in the scenario you're you're kind of throwing out there which is that you're making it sound like those three first round draft picks that you moved on from turned into jimmy but they didn't right so you could have had jimmy do this and not do the first three round right Draft picks. But you did, and that's why Mike Tirico says this is the move of the year. And I thought, I was listening out there in the green room. I got here early. Shout out No Traffic on a No Traffic Friday. But uh, I thought he was talking about the Christian McCaffrey trade. And so my ears perked up right. when he actually said he was talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Bringing him back was the move of the year. Well, if, if Brock Purdy had ended up being the quarterback, he's right. But again, right. I, I, I just want to further what he's saying. It's the move of the year for this year. It, it, it might be a completely disastrous move for all of the years after this year, um, depending on how this second half, which we're starting this weekend, depending on how that goes, depending on how Trey Lance's leg heals, depending on what the team... But listen, you said it a few weeks ago, and I get it. We're here, we're in the city, we're watching all the 49er games, and it's hard for us to think about, wait a minute, Trey Lance is just... Like, you're going to take him number three overall, and he's never going to get a chance. But how many different... NFL dignitaries over the last two weeks have told us, yeah, Jimmy for the Niners next year is totally a possibility. And in fact, what's happening in the NFC with uh, with no one in the Niners' way to get to the playoffs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 